This is the story of a man who spent the 80s in prison, the 90s running restaurants, the early 2000s catering for world leaders, and who's now central to Putin's war in Ukraine. He's Yevgeny Prigozhin, a wealthy Russian businessman, a man accused by the FBI of interfering in the 2016 US election, a man with a private army called the Wagner Group. And Wagner operates in Ukraine because months after the war started, Putin turned to Prigozhin. So the Russian army was struggling in Ukraine. It wasn't really doing the job it was supposed to do. That's why Evgeny Prigozhin has been asked to step in. The Wagner Group has fought in some of the war's fiercest battles, including Bakhmut, and it's lost many men. This is Prigozhin laying flowers at his fighters' graves earlier this year. The US estimates that around 10,000 Wagner fighters have died in Ukraine since December, and the majority of those men were Russian convicts. Here's Prigozhin at a prison last September. He's telling these men their sentences will be quashed if they fight for Wagner. Many of them went to war, and as Wagner's death toll has spiraled, Prigozhin's relationship with the Russian Defense Ministry has deteriorated. He's posted furious rants on the messaging app Telegram, and in early May, surrounded by corpses of his fighters, he took aim again. Shoigu is Russia's defense minister. Gerasimov is the head of the armed forces. And Prigozhin has a reputation for this kind of furious outburst and also for brutality. For example, this was his reaction when, in November, a Wagner defector was allegedly killed with a sledgehammer. Evgeny Prigozhin said a dog meets a dog's death. He did not condemn it. He then began to use the image of a sledgehammer as, as a sort of trophy image. And Prigozhin's lawlessness is nothing new. In 1981, he was sent to prison for robbery and theft. When released in 1990, he became a hot dog salesman in St. Petersburg. But by 1997, he was running a top restaurant and began winning lucrative catering contracts. These brought connections to the very top. Prigozhin catered for state visits and personally served world leaders, including US President George W. Bush in 2006. Or here's Putin being shown round Prigozhin's school lunch factory in 2010, or being served by Prigozhin a year later. And in time, Yevgeny Prigozhin's role would become about far more than food. You have his shift here from hot dog seller to restauranteur to caterer to the army, massive contract. And at some point, he then moved closer to the armed forces. That point was explicitly reached in early 2014. Russia invaded and annexed the Crimean Peninsula in Ukraine. It also launched an insurgency to occupy parts of eastern Ukraine. And Prigozhin was involved. He told us as much last year, saying, the 1st of May 2014, a group of patriots was born, which later acquired the name Wagner Battalion. And that statement was important. Before then, Prigozhin had always denied any connection with Wagner. In fact, though, as the think tank Rusi has documented, the Wagner Group emerged from a battalion of irregulars supported by the GRU, Russian intelligence, in Donbass, in eastern Ukraine in 2014. And what started in Ukraine soon reached far beyond it. These are Wagner fighters in Syria, supporting pro-government forces, as Russia's military was doing too. There are also multiple reports of Wagner activity in Africa, 
including Libya, Mali, the Central African Republic, Sudan, Mozambique and Madagascar. And its activities are varied. Wagner has all kinds of activities that they engage in in sub-Saharan Africa, especially. That's security, that's weapons provision, that's training, that's natural resource extraction. They kind of run the gamut. This is all highly lucrative. For example, Politico reports that in the Central African Republic, it could see mining profits soar to almost $1 billion. And these activities aren't just lucrative. The EU accuses Wagner of committing torture and extrajudicial, summary or arbitrary executions and killings. And if that's the EU, this is the US. Uh, they threaten stability. They undermine good governance. Uh, they rob countries of mineral wealth. Uh, they violate human rights. And Antony Blinken directly connects this to Prigozhin. We've seen disinformation campaigns that are furthering the exploitative goals that Wagner and its founder have quite literally across the continent of Africa. And these disinformation campaigns are possible because Prigozhin has an online operation too. It's best known for meddling in the 2016 US presidential election. Hundreds of young people who were acting as trolls, taking on fake personas, going onto the internet, influencing the election process, particularly in the United States. And Evgeny Prigozhin has admitted this. And one crucial question in all of this is whether there's any dividing line at all between Prigozhin and the Russian state. In 2020, a joint investigation by Bellingcat, The Insider and Der Spiegel concluded that Prigozhin's disinformation, political interference and military operations are tightly integrated with Russia's defence ministry and its intelligence arm, the GRU. There are other documented links between Wagner and Russian intelligence. For example, multiple reports show how they shared a base in Molkino in southern Russia. Vladimir Putin's never addressed the connection between Wagner and the Russian state, but we know that Prigozhin's operations around the world allow Putin to exert influence at arm's length. The key to his operations was plausible deniability. Any Russians who were involved in the fighting in those countries were described officially by the Kremlin as volunteers, while in fact a lot of people, a lot of experts believed that they were actually linked to Evgeny Prigozhin. And for now, the war in Ukraine goes on, as does Prigozhin and Wagner's involvement in it, as do Prigozhin's videos. This one says Wagner's withdrawal from Bakhmut has begun. In this interview, he questions what Russia's invasion has achieved. He says it's backfired. If most Russians talked like this, they could expect a visit from the authorities. It's unclear why exactly Prigozhin is allowed to get away with it, but some experts say that infighting in the elites is not necessarily a bad thing for Vladimir Putin because it allows him to project this image of a benevolent Tsar who is above the chaos. And so Prigozhin continues, leading his fighters, making millions, saying what he thinks. Though, as we've seen many times, Vladimir Putin's attitude towards other powerful Russians can be a temporary state of affairs.